Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son, and we're talking bears. I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Man, I'm pumped. I'm excited. This is insane. I was really excited for the season. I thought, here we are. We're going to be competitive. We're going to come back and we're going to play ball. Then Poles does it again. He pulls out a phenomenal deal getting Yannick Ngakwe for only $10.5 million, actually using most of the money that we would have to spend anyway. So it's $10 million bonus. So he's up front. So, you know, it's it's just an incredible deal. And then he picks up Mercedes Lewis, too. Um, man, I, I'm looking, and right now, with the starting 22 on offense and defense, I'm looking and I'm saying we can fight with anybody in the NFL. Our starting 22, I, I'll put them up against any team. Let's go. All right. That that's how I feel. No, I'm with it. I'm with it. And I and I'm right there with you. I think our offense is absolutely stacked. I think the biggest question marks for us come from depth, come from injuries along the interior O line. Right now, Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis are kind of nursing some stuff. So hopefully they can, you know, have ourselves ready to to go full speed when when the season starts. You know, I don't really care about preseason football, but um, man, it's scary. It's scary seeing those guys down because behind them is Alex Leatherwood and Jatir Carter. So, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that Jatir Carter is something, you know, six round pick from last year out of, I think, Southern Miss or Ole Miss or something like that. Um, but, uh, man, we don't know what he is. He's played like 30 snaps total last year. So, um, like he could be he could be terrible. He could be another Lechavia Simmons. So you I don't want to face Aaron Donald with him. No, right. <laughs> no. I mean, we, got, we got Chris Jones in week three. So like that's that's you know, that worries me. I really would like Nate Davis to be out there. We're paying the guy 30 mil. Um, so let's see what happens with him and Tev. But other than that, man, I think every position on the team has been addressed. Like every need, every hole we've had, um, which I think is fantastic. I think Paul has done a, a crazy, crazy good and job. And we got two first-round picks for next year. And we got I two first-round picks. Two first-round picks in next year. We second. actually addressed every starting job, and we got two first-round picks. And, so, and here's another thing that, that people are, like, not properly giving everybody credit for. But not only that, we're first in waiver priority until week three. Not only that, if Ian Cunningham gets hired as a GM this offseason, because given that he had interviews last offseason but didn't choose one of the jobs, uh, then we get two third-round picks as compensatory selections. We're getting those picks because you know with the job that those men did, I mean, they continue to do. They're not done. They're still pulling stuff off. They continue to do that job that, hello, Ian Cunningham is going to be a GM next year. Some team that should have won that's floundering because of personnel or, I mean, you think about this. I love this concept that Poles and Cunningham are, are true great businessmen. 
Because mm-hmm. not only did you come in and you addressed a football roster, which is, you know, but you also addressed the coaching. You also changed the atmosphere inside the building. You changed what your customer, the fan, feels about the team and the excitement level. Dude, dude, my boy in Cincinnati is like, come on down for, not Cincinnati, in in Kansas City is come on down for the game. Southwest Airlines is gouging for tickets from Chicago to Kansas City. It's like, you got to drive. It costs less to come see you than it does to go to Kansas City. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. It's it's like, in that week three, I'm like, this is nuts. You just like $800 for a round trip to Kansas City. It ain't that big a drive, dude. Just just hop on the web. I know, I know, I know. But it, it, it's it's just this, they've changed an environment. Why is that a big game? Because we know why it's a big Fields game. Fields versus Patrick Mahomes. It's two of the most exciting quarterbacks in the league. Fields versus yeah. Mahomes. And Fields isn't going out there with an empty gun. Right. Right. right he's right. not going out there like, oh, uh, I'm in. He's going out there with an offensive line with DJ Moore, Mooney, Claypool, Komet, Tunyon, Herbert, <clears throat> yeah, Johnson. Last year, Fields was the Lone Ranger with no bullets. He's out there pistol with the teams. And I think that's what, for me, that's the most uh, amazing part about all of this because it's like I went to sleep. And we were dead last, and I woke up, and now we can play against anybody, and it's time to rock and roll <laughs> all over again, man. And, yeah. and you know what? And like you said yeah. about the morale, about the, the fans, how they feel about the team, to be able to come and change that narrative in the offseason is incredible, in my opinion. Right. I mean, this is uh, this for any business. If you looked up and you were Target or you were uh, a Macy's or any business or you're Microsoft, it doesn't matter. If your fans are frustrated, your your customers are frustrated with you, that your employees don't like working there, right. you can't bring in top quality talent, your management is stinking it up, and you change all that in 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 eighteen to twenty four months, you're you're like businessman of the year, yeah, for real. And, right. and this right. is a business, and they changed right. all of that, cool. especially the finances. That's yeah. why you crowned the man, King Paul. Obi-Wan Kenobi of the game. Right. What's <laughs> Obi-Wan? Your only hope. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you will sign with the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and you know what? And you know what? I like I like their patience. Pose is patience. Uh, we heard about Yannick and Gonko uh, some, some time ago. You get what I'm saying? And they were looking at him. And it wasn't any rush. It wasn't any, you know, he didn't overplay the hand. Um, you know, it wasn't like we have to have him. We're going to figure out what's the best move for Chicago uh, and for the Bears. And that's what he did. And, and here we go. These weeks later, they still had the game plan in mind and still were able to bring him over. Man, I think these guys just got it, man. I think Poles really just has the the the, the, uh, the force with him. That's why I say that, man. He's the man. Jedi out here. Do y'all remember Robert Quinn's like five years, $75 million deal that was yes. all backloaded? Yes. Like, bro, it's the same like situation we get a younger pass rusher like maybe he doesn't have the top end like ceiling of quinn as an every down rusher but man like yannick Ngakwe is a dang good pass rusher too so like but think about this year like if he doesn't work out then cool bring in the next guy trade for somebody next year's 
D-line class is crazy stacked. And Poles always has that foresight to know, like, hey, don't overplay this hand, like you said. You know, make sure that he's he's working within himself and working within, like, a larger plan. I think we still have the most cap space in the NFL come next year. I think we're still slated for $100 million in cap space next year, too. So, you like, know what's crazy? How? Think about what you said, though. Think about what you said. You're, when you compared Ngakwe to a Quinn, okay, admittedly, Quinn now holds the record for most sacks as a bear. Yeah, and yeah, I would it. I would put a star because he did it in a 17 game season, but he re, he broke the record in game 16, so it was legit, right? Yeah. So and, and that's taking dense records, right? Yeah, yeah. but I love the Quinn man. We love Quinn here. We, but Quinn also has the ability to get two sacks in a year on a year he plays yeah. most games, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's part of that's Maybe part of Quinn. Much. Right, Yannick doesn't have that ability. He he doesn't know how to get less than eight sacks in a season. He, so he's far, never yeah. ever so had less than eight sacks, even his rookie year. He's like he's Mister Consistency. You know, he's that three hundred hitter. Yeah. He hits three hundred. Is that's what's going to happen? Yeah. So he goes out there. If he gets thirteen, it's it's kind of amazing because he he broke out of his range. But honestly, I think he's going to break out of his range because I think our ability to stop the run with the toughness that we've brought in. With, I mean, we've brought in beef and toughness on that front line, oh, yeah. which I think that's going to open it up for him to, 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 to break that record of 12 sacks that he has and may do a personal best this year. That's what, Especially with the contract, he's still a little young. You know, he he can get an enormous contract if he breaks that record. I think he can too. I think he can too. That would be nice, man. That would be nice. Yeah. We need yeah. that. We need that edge pressure. We need that edge coaching that comes off of uh, experienced players like that for our younger guys. Dominique Robinson, uh, Travis Gibson still kind of needs some some refinement in his edge rush. Um, but really. The only thing we really need to look out for now is like who's the top pass rushers in next year's draft. Yeah, yeah, because I think I, I mean honestly, here's the honestly what's crazy. We've gone from oh my god, we need starters to what are we going to do with our second and third round draft picks next year? Because it's going to be hard for them to take any draft. job, <laughs> even the first rounders. What even the first, I mean, honestly, two? you're going to be looking: Do we pay Ngakwe a hundred million dollars to rush the quarterback, or do we hire a first round? Yeah, obviously, that's a that's a very easy choice. Like, there's a yeah. lot of great guys that are coming off. Um, I forget the Ohio State edge rusher, but Jared Verse gets a lot of headlines. Like, there's a lot of guys that are that are coming out of next year's draft that have like sky high ceilings. So yeah, if we I mean we're gonna to beef like Gervon Dexter, man. Like, dude, it's gonna be nice. You get when nice. you look at you look at Kansas City the way, especially the way they handled Tyreek Hill. You know, this is where uh, um, this is where Poles was trained. You look at Kansas City the way they handled Tyreek Hill. They're like, give us a bunch of draft picks. You can have them. Right. Because we're going to rebuild and we're going back to the Super Bowl and we're going to win it. <laughs> you know, that's there. I mean, literally, I'm, 
I, I get it. I mean, this, these guys, the, it, it starts with management. It's football. It starts with management. It goes to good coaching. Um, and, and honestly, the only that's the that's the proof point this year. Yeah. And, uh, and we've been watching we've been watching the effects of that good coaching and training camp early this year, man. Like we really have seen big steps from Kyler Gordon. Even late last year, Kyler Gordon started picking off quarterbacks left and right, picked off Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen in back to back games, I want to say. Like yep. the kid turned so, it on and now he's got this Spider-Man thing that like his confidence right. is so high. And he has insane athleticism. Like crazy crazy athleticism to play that nickel spot and just be everywhere at once so guys like that guys like jaquan brisker getting eddie jackson back and then now the rookies we've added with stevenson and terrell smith on that uh opposite cornerback spot from Jalen. and they're fighting for a job stevenson we thought it's his job locked up smith is like no no i got drafted dude (laughs) smith sees himself as uh, uh, the next Braxton Jones. He was like, I was drafted in the fifth round. I'm starting. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and more power to him because he is a, a big, strong dude, like a cornerback. And he looks like he looks like a small linebacker. You know, um, JOK from the uh, from the Browns, um, Jeremiah Zwusu Kormo, I think is his name. So he's like he's like 210 or something like that playing linebacker. Terrell Smith is like two ten playing cornerback. Right, <laughs> they're like the right. same size, dude. So, like, man, Terrell Smith looks crazy out there, and that and that cover two corner spot, man. You need a guy who can just beat people up, and him and Stevenson can both do that. So, I, I like I like both of those guys. I think our secondary is going to be one of the most dangerous secondaries in the league. Like they were covering last year with no pass rush, the, no yeah, pass rush, yeah, man, no pass rush. Up. It was crazy. That's not going to be a problem this year. We're no. getting upfield. We're coming for you. I want to see third down and long with Ngakwe on one side, Robinson on the other side. He's Robinson knew, like he knew, he needed to get stronger to play in the to play edge in the NFL. He's been working like a dog. All the film that's out there is he's he's working out everywhere, working like a dog, trying to build that NFL strength and work on his moves. He had good moves. He just didn't, you know, once everybody figured out you you ain't NFL strong, you, they shut him down. Right. But I, I think he's going to be much better. I think he's, 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 he, you know, if you increase your strength five or 10% on that level, that's ridiculous because you're already, you know, one of the best athletes in the world, you know. So he, he like Braxton, he's working on the strength. And let's talk right. Right. All of the offensive linemen, White Hair, Jenkins, they're all like, oh my gosh, this guy is crazy. They're like, just the way he the way he sits down on a bull rush and stops it cold, the way he recovers. They're like, dude, this guy is so far ahead of me when I was a rookie. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what the other linemen are saying. Yeah. They're like, you know, Jones, they're like, hey. He's like, no, no, he's ahead of where I was. <laughs> you know, and and, he, he should be as a top 10 pick. He should be, and, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's one of what, what Jenkins was like. No, he's he was the number one pick for a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and this this guy, he's he's gonna fit right in. With that line, I think, 
you know, like you said, injuries, injuries are the big thing. Cause I don't think we have, you know, outside a linebacker tight end. Um, I don't think we're just comfortable with, uh, you know, backups and running back, running back. Of course, we're we're so deep at running back that 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 Johnson isn't going to get the carries he should get. Honestly, he's not going to get the carries he should get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a rookie. He'll be all right. He'll be, be all right. But honestly, Johnson has on his tires right now. That yeah. man was a backup in college to Bijan Robinson, who took the vast majority of carries. And now is stepping into the league as a third string running back. He's going to be a good player for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Long time. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm cool with that. I'm just saying, honestly, it would be nice to see him more, but we're not going to get a chance to because I think uh, uh, our, our run, RB1 and RB2, I think Herbert's going to tear it up. Yeah. I, I mean, Herbert hasn't been on an offense. He was phenomenal last year. And he was on an offense where it, it was all run. Yeah, he hasn't like been in an offense back. where it's where Nine people more. are afraid we're going to throw the ball. Yeah, oh, he, he, it's going to be. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't had that thing where he looks up and the safeties are eighteen yards deep and backpedal. He's like, "What? <laughs> wait, wait till the first time he sees it. It'd be like this is not right." You know. <laughs> Like, like, wait a minute. Is it supposed to be everybody standing? And then, like, on top of that, even after the safeties are deep and backing up, when Justin does that fake, that fake mesh point with Herbert and reads that, like, blitzer or, or D-end or whoever's coming around the end, they freeze. They freeze. <laughs> they stop moving. because They Justin have to. Pull the ball back and go that way. So they can't even crash down. So he got cutback lanes for days. It's going to be this disgusting man yeah i know so i mean herbert hasn't seen this you know an offense that is so dynamic that the defense can't just key on the run game right that's what everybody last year it's like all the bears can do is run the ball we still were the number one run team in the nfl i always stress we were number one run team before justin started really running yeah we were we were the number one run team. Herbert had his 170-plus yard game. Uh, 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 Montgomery had, what, 150-plus, 160-plus yard game? Something mm-hmm. like that. I can't – I don't remember yeah, exactly. Like but we were we were killing it on yeah. the ground. Yeah. You know, and, and they everybody and knew. All we could do was run. I told you that was going to happen because when we hired Lou Getzi as the coordinator, I went back and I looked at his college stuff, and they were one of the – top 10 running programs in college football when he was the offensive coordinator. So like I I told you, I was like, he's going to run the ball. He's going to be attacking the edge. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to run with the quarterback, which he did later in the season, obviously. But like, those are all things that were inherent to, to what he likes to do when he calls plays. And I don't think that's going to stop. I think we got to run the, Hey, we need to, I would say we should still be top five in the run. Maybe some of the stuff disappears because, you know, DJ Moore catches a 58-yard bomb for a score, then you don't get to run the ball. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah. we should be top five in the run. I mean, you, you, and, you, you know, I, I, I would say in this environment, 
you know, you look at a play, you you got first down, you're on your 20, Mooney and and Mooney and Moore are split wide. Tunyon and Komet are tight on the line. And you see eight in the box. Yeah, that's going over the top. <laughs> Man, I'm <laughs> right. It's like dog, dog, play action, you're toast. Touchdown. Right. Right. You know, you, you, you know, I don't think that with our weapons, you can put eight in the box to stop the run. You're asking for it. And, and the, and the best thing, my favorite thing about what Poles has done, the players he's brought in, keeping Justin Fields, bringing in DJ Moore is because watching all of these guys and watching what they actually do and watching what they're good at, these are all guys that even when the defense is perfect, they can still win. Even when the defense is perfect, Claypool can still just body you because he's 6'4", 240. Even when the defense is perfect, DJ Moore has the speed and body control and strength to just run through a cornerback and a safety at the same time and just grab the ball out the air. Like, these are guys that it does not matter if you're good. We are better. Doesn't matter. We are better. Doesn't matter. And, and Mooney's – everybody's good. saying Mooney look, looks stronger. Mooney – Mooney is huge right now for some reason. For Mooney. Like, he was in the off-season workouts. Dude looked jacked. Like, it was crazy. No, no, huge for a human. Like No, Mooney's huge for no, Mooney. Mooney's he's still a little man. He's, he's small, but he was swole. <laughs> that, that he's he's small and swole. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this. I like what they what, what the Bears are doing so much. When You think about it. Most of the times, man, and I don't know, is it just like knowing your uh, – your players, knowing your personnel, knowing what you're looking at, your scouts, right? But a lot of the times when you when you come from the last place team, when you're the worst team in the league and you have these uh, uh, issues to address and you have the money, a lot of times we see organizations just go throw a lot of money at the biggest name and you bring this person there and it, and it doesn't pan out usually because – it's all about, to me, it's about the team structure, right? It's about the, the attitudes you have. You can bring in a big-name guy who knows he's the man, and he doesn't necessarily fit into what you're trying to build as a team. And I feel like they're doing such an incredible job because even for someone like Mooney, who's been our go-to guy, we love Mooney here. But now when you put a DJ Moore there, now you put a Claypool there, a person like Mooney with his work ethic, with his attitude, he's going to want to step his game up too. He's not going to want to be outshadowed. And when you put a, a team full of guys like that together, it's not about just going to pick the best name out there. And these, and, and polls has been so incredible with that. That's, to me, what's the, the most fascinating thing about all the moves that we've made over this offseason, this preseason, is how he's been able to, to create a culture here amongst our players that I see continuing for a while. Like you just spoke um about uh, Johnson, the backup running back, and how he'll be good for a while and he'll be playing behind these other guys. But it's like, yeah, that's where's, where's your motivation going to come from to say, hey, this is my teammate, but I want to take your spot. And all of us have that attitude. And I think once you get a team like that with young guys that also are talented, man, they're going to be hard to beat. They're going to be hard to beat, period. Hard, hard to beat for sure. And you think about it, it's not just that. It's like the fit. Like, you know, you get a Justin Fields who likes throwing the deep ball and the mid-range ball and makes mistakes on the short ball. You know, hopefully we got that cleaned up. But you get DJ Moore who's, you know, who, who catches most of his balls between 10 and 19. It's a perfect fit. I right. mean, these fit, the yeah, fits, absolutely. he's looking at these players. You look at 
you know, the defensive line, he gets a big, tough defensive line because he bought some of the best linebackers in the business. And you got to keep the tackles and the guards off of those guys right. so they can do their job. Right. And right. so now you get big, huge, strong uh, uh, defensive line that's going to eat up guards and tackles. Those offensive linemen are not getting to the second level. They, yeah. they have to – you can't let Gervon Dexter buy and go after Tremaine Edwards. If you do, you're toast. Right. And this is what <laughs> happens when you Tremaine <laughs> understands football, who's been in the trenches That's at it. a professional level. That's like, it. he knows what the scheme is. He knows why the scheme works. And he knows what kind of players make it tick. And he's going and getting those players for his coaches. He's involving the coaches. So that the coaches are like, yo, I really want this guy to succeed. And they put in that extra effort and all of that. I would say all of that culture, all of that, that Poles is doing is fantastic. But it all starts with QB1. That kid is so locked in. That kid is so focused. That kid is so determined to be great that he's dragging everybody else along with him. Like, oh, man. Can't, I mean, can't work harder than him on right. this team. Like, right. you could try, but you will not succeed. That man is at Hallis hey. all offseason. That man is working out at home when he's not at Hallis Hall. He's bringing people, flying them out to Florida, flying them out to Georgia so they can get extra work in, extra work in. Like, he's determined to be great. And that's why, like, no matter and, and what our injuries look think like. Think about it. We I, knew I, this. We knew this from day one. If you remember back when we drafted him, the next morning at 6 a.m., he was right. on the airplane to Chicago yeah. before he had a contract. He wasn't sitting down playing the contract game or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. He got on an airplane and he came to work. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that says everything. I mean, how many guys are holding out? No, I love Roquan. He was a great player, but how long did he hold out? Yeah, he was out the first year. The season you know, he, he, Justin Fields got on an airplane, got packed his bags, got on an airplane. I don't know if that's just the way his family is or whatever, but I don't care. It was phenomenal because you wake up in the morning and the dude's already in Chicago. He's already landed and is at Soldier Field, you know, and you're rolling out of bed. Right. Right. <laughs> you, know, right. you know, at Hallis Hall, I should say. But, you know, that's, that's you know, you get that. And then you, you you're hiring people with that work ethic you're hiring you know guys like Edmonds and 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 Edwards and and you 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 know you see a sand you find a Sanborn and you promote them you know and you know you that's the that's the environment you want to be in you want to be in an environment where everyone expects to start and everyone expects to be a win winner mm -hmm. you know and if you don't the guys that don't feel that way they're gone in an instant you know, the guys that don't think the team is the most important thing, goodbye. Right. You yeah. know, thank you. You're great. There's somebody else who's great, too. Next. You know, next man up. I mean, I, I'm, it, I can't wait for them to hit the field. Um, man, the, even the preseason is going to be thrilling. Um, but yeah, then. Man. Like, we got, we got depth. We got position battles everywhere. Like. Gervon Dexter and Zach Pickens on that on that defensive line second rotation. I really want to see how they do in preseason action. I really expect it to be Justin Jones and Andrew Billings day one. Um, like last year, we really saw those rookies start rotating in, like uh, Al Kadim Muhammad in front of um, Travis Gibson and uh, and uh, what's his name, Dominic Robinson. 
for most of the year. And then like later in the season, the reps started going their way and then they were above 50 percent of the snaps. So that's kind of how I expect that progression to go. Uh, but it's going to be exciting to watch um, early on Tyler Scott versus Vilas Jones uh, in that wide receiver four kind of role. Um, trying to see who's going to come out of that. Getting to see P.J. Walker. That's a, that's a tough battle. You know what I'm saying? Like watching him, Tyson Badgett, whatever, try to try to make the roster as a as a QB three or, you know, beat out Nathan Peterman. So, I mean, I think we got some exciting stuff to watch when the preseason rolls around. Obviously, that's coming up, what, this weekend? Is mm, it uh, the first game? Um, next weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend is the first game? Next weekend. Next weekend. 12. So, yeah. yeah so, so, I mean, I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for this for this Bears action. Here we go. Uh, football, football, football season is here. Yes, preseason sir. is here. Um, and a month from now, they're, we're going to be kicking off the regular season. Man. I am pumped, and and you know I think with the addition of Ngakwe, we are. Uh, if, I, I say ten wins for sure. All right, with, but and, and I'm not saying it's all on Ngakwe, but that was our weakness. Yeah, but we just we just way. again, polls just took the weakness off the table. Well, kind of like okay. So if you're worried about one position group, if you had to pick one position group to be worried about at this point, after the Ngakwe signing, after Mercedes Lewis is our tight end three, what is the position group you'd be most worried about? I'm honestly, I'm back to offensive line because I think we got five guys that can get down, but, and people get injured in football, even two or three weeks off, you know, you can't have the Sam muster for effect. And, and you know I was a fan of Musty. I think he came a long way as a guy that should have never been an NFL. Right. But he 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 did his best and he held up, you know, and, and he played yeah. with heart. But that's not what we need. You know, we don't we don't want a guy that wins the moral battle on the field. We want guys that wins. <laughs> you know, it's like this guy has so much heart. I mean, he's he's not nearly as fast or strong as anybody else, but he's really, really he's trying hard. Like, right. <laughs> we don't want to be saying that. We want to say, man, yeah. that dude is on the ground eating dirt because <laughs> right. our right. boys are stronger and tougher. Right. And I think, you know, you're back to the offensive line. I think we've got five solid dudes we need a six guy to we need somebody to step up. Somebody's yeah. got to be number six or no, and number seven on there. You you gotta have and hopefully this preseason somebody steps up. But somebody's yeah. gotta step up because it, it's inevitable. You're not gonna have five guys play every down every game. Yeah. It, it's 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 the likelihood that happens super duper low. You know, you're going to have somebody, even if it's just, you know, a guy got a twist or a twinge, you know, something that's just, you don't want him to have to be in there. Oh, I twisted my ankle. All right. let You want him to be able to take a couple of weeks off, yeah. especially if you're moving towards you're if, if you're a seven win team and you got five games left, like, hey, we're moving towards the playoffs. Yeah, I want you healthy in the playoffs. You know, I, I, don't, I don't I don't want you playing with a minor injury. Not, yeah. not you can play. You can play hurt, not injured, right? Yeah. And why I, I don't want you playing team. injured out there because I need you in January. Yeah, right. and while I agree with you on that, I'm gonna go to the next. 
I guess, like, I think offensive line is still my my biggest worry because of the depth. Same for safety. Um, if Jaquan or Eddie go down, that could be a big blow to our secondary. I, I like Elijah Hicks. I think he filled in for Eddie Jackson fairly well, but we don't know if he really has the ball skills to uh, to play that deep middle, to play that half the way that Eddie does and and have it to where there's not that big of a drop off in performance. Because when Eddie's out there, man, you got to be careful when you're throwing that rock. Yeah. You got to be careful. Right. That ball will be going the other direction for a touchdown if you're not. So that's one thing. Brisker, same. So with, with Elijah Hicks, he's kind of the biggest safety back we have for both spots. Our seventh round pick, Kendall Williamson. I haven't heard no noise from him yet. Um, like not no, a peep. Yeah, no, no, no noise from camp from him so far that I've heard. Um, I'm, that's not saying he hasn't done anything. I just, you know, hasn't come across my feet. But um, that that position depth is another thing that worries me a little bit. Um, so what about you? I was gonna say the O line, but you point that out. I, I kind of agree. Um, I mean, I feel like you can always add depth, so I agree with what both of y'all are saying. Um, hope we stay healthy. And I hope we can just shore up those spots. I mean, because at the end of the day, you, that's how it is, man. You, the guy's got to be available. Um, and uh, you definitely want your backups to come in and be serviceable and, and not to not to become the, the weak link. So um, I don't know. I don't have any disagreements to either one of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say if, if we're going to narrow it down most specifically, tackle. Like we've got two tackles that can protect fields. I would say interior offensive line I'm more worried about because of the injury history of those guys on the inside. Well, well I, I, I understand that, but, I, I, you know, I, even with Lucas Patrick, like, he's not the worst guy on the planet. He's not great. He, he was not good, good last center. year. I think he'd be a good center. I don't think he's a good guard. No, I don't, I don't think so either. But a tackle, we've got nothing. We've yeah. got nothing behind our star. I mean, I, um, I know we got Larry Borum. He just he just wasn't good last year. I mean, he – hey, honestly, when, when we draft as your first draft choice, your replacement, you're not doing a good job. Right. That this just that, I, mean, I, was, I don't think it was ever a doubt that right tackle was our weakest spot on the <laughs> I don't yeah. think that was ever in doubt, but – Center was probably a close second, but yeah, right tackle is the biggest hole by far. Right, but I'm I'm saying in that scenario, then if we have if 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 we had a tackle go down, our offense takes a step back. Just, yeah, just, I think so. Yeah. Now, here's, now about our tackles, how do y'all feel about Braxton Jones this year? Like now that you've seen a couple reps from him in pads, um, what are we thinking? I mean, I think Braxton. Look, look, Braxton is who he is. I don't think he's not going to be as strong as Darnell Wright. No. He's just he's not that guy, <laughs> no. right? Yeah. But you know what? The fact that there's he can he's got good footwork, good handwork. Um, as long as it, as long as he can improve how he handles the bull rush, he can't just get run over, right? Yeah. But at least slow the man down. Slow the man down. And and honestly, if you do get run over, hold. <laughs> hold. <laughs> you know, yeah. take 
hold, hold. You get run over, grab those pads, hold that guy. The, the big, <laughs> make the big make him is, resist falling with a 300-pound man, man holding on to him. <laughs> the big problem with that is even like if you hold with Justin Fields, Justin Fields could see that guy beating you and then slip to the left and then sprint off for 75 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. You don't want to be holding. I, I disagree with that take. I, I do not want them to hold for any reason. I don't want to give the refs no excuses to call back any of Justin Fields' <laughs> Superman shit on no BS. Like, I don't, I don't want none of that. We were the third least penalized team in the NFL last year. I want to keep that going. I want that to be a calling card of the Bears that we play clean. What you say? Don't, don't hold. <laughs> if you got to fall down in front of that man and just be a speed bump, I would rather that <laughs> Justin feels more of a chance to get away than the refs do. <laughs> like, don't give them no excuses, too. Right. Just, just lay, in his, lay in his path and just roll. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. They actually called a couple of Justin Fields runs back last season. Man. They, they did, did a big run against the, uh, against the Vikings. That was another, like, 50-plus-yard touchdown. Yeah. They called that back. They called mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff early because I think yeah. they, he wasn't supposed to be getting them, uh, them rushing yards to the Vegas Lions. Okay, here's a here's a question. Here's a question. So right now Justin has 10 rushing touchdowns on his career. Will he hit 20 this season? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think so. All right. If he does, the most rushing touchdowns ever by a quarterback is 43 by Steve Young with his two Super Bowls. 43. He will be halfway there in his fourth year. Yeah. 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 That's unsurprising. Very unsurprising. I I think Fields has the ability to score in the most unique way that the NFL has ever seen. Like, yeah, yeah, it's the only close comparison is Michael Vick and Fields like accuracy and pocket presence because he's so much bigger is leagues above Vick's. He can see over the offensive line, one. And two, his like his deep ball is just is elite. And then on top of that, because he is such a, a big, strong, absurdly athletic human, his running ability is even better than Vic's because he's j- like every bit as fast, every bit as shifty. And like he if you arm tackle him, he will ignore it and not slow down. Like <laughs> but but the thing with him get there <laughs> like you have to tackle that man. Yeah. Vic 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 I I look at Vic like like Vic is Vic is like a ZR1 Corvette. Like right. he's fast and he can shake. But like Fields Fields is like a Lambo. Like he just mildly turns a little bit and he's gone. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, not. Exactly. He's he doesn't have to do any shimmy or any fake. He just he makes does. a minor adjustment, and you go dive and pass. <laughs> <laughs> man, he is like, man. Where it's, was he? He, he was he, right there, and I told Adam, and then he I missed his ability to just put one foot in the ground and then just be going a different direction at the same speed is like unmatched. Unmatched, yeah, and, and, and he, he doesn't. Does Two hundred thirty pounds is insane. He's like a really good like martial artist, where you know they say, "Hey, don't chase the block," you know, just redirect it. 
Right. He's just redirecting you. He's just getting a few inches off of your out of your reach. He's not be, be like water trying to go, you know, <laughs> 10 yards out of your reach. He's going to be like eight inches out of your reach. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're going to be like close enough to think you're going to do something. Yeah. And you might like swat at his like freaking pads. You know what I'm saying? Like you, right. might, you might get like one hand on his jersey, but that's that's not going to slow him down. That's right. Not You're gonna not even going to get a thumb, though. You'll get, like, your fingers, and you'll be trying to. You might break your finger. I heard, <laughs> Justin, I heard Justin Fields once killed a man in the middle of a football game. A man from Detroit, right at the I, goal line. I did oh! Hear that. I, did hear that. I heard that guy went to the hospital. He died right there on the field. Oh, man. That was tough. Yeah, man. No, you're right, man. Fields is something else, man. And I, you know what? And. What's crazy is he was running for his life in a lot of those runs this past year. Imagine when he can just run because it's just wide open and it's just like <laughs> you're chasing my receivers down the field and now you just left me this this lane to run right. the ball in the zone. Right. When you more yards downfield, like what do you do? But put two guys on him and then who covers fields? You right. know. I mean, what think think about it when you when you send four guys on streaks, you got more Mooney, Komet, and Claypool streaking down the field. And six guys trying to keep up with them, and Fields looks up and goes, "Whoa, everyone's blocked." I'm gone. <laughs> I don't have to throw this. Like this it, can, it can get really out of control when you think about it. It's it gonna get out of. It's gonna be unfair. They're gonna change the rule, and they're gonna allow twelve men on defense. Right. Twelve on eleven. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. That's gonna be the only thing they could do, man. Because it's, right. it's really busted. It's really busted. Because he might, he might run into your linebacker and throw now him to the ground, and then run off anyway. Like, the bad old line was so that other teams would have a chance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, right. I think it was a legal requirement. Right. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing, I, I'm seeing a lot of stuff from Getsy that's really got me like very excited. Like the motions that he's doing i seen a play just this morning that they practice where fields hit claypool for a touchdown in a red zone out of the slot but that wasn't like the great part about the play it was a great throw it was a tight window claypool reached out and snagged it between two defenders it was great it was great but what really got me excited about that play is before the snap i saw dj moore run across the formation claypool run across the formation get in the slot and then darnell mooney sat in the backfield Next to Fields with Khalil Herbert on the other side, I was like, "That's gonna scare me." <laughs> They're not gonna know what to do on defense. They're oh, gonna have yeah. absolutely zero idea what play is coming. There's, there's oh, one man. thing you do against that. Man. When that happens, this is what you do. Right, right, right. Burn <laughs> right. a timeout. Like this is about to be a timeout. Burn a timeout. I don't know what the hell they're doing out there, but <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But this isn't going to go our way. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited about Getsy, man. He is really in his bag so far in this preseason. I really am like very eager to see what he does and, and how he moves these guys around and how he puts them in good positions. Because DJ Moore's been all over the field. He's been in yeah. every position. Slot, I, I just want to see field, the wide out. I want to see the the offensive line work together, continue to work together, uh, especially with Yannick showing up. They're going to be under pressure now. Yeah. You know, if they weren't under pressure before, they're under pressure now. I mean, because we got some good guys there, but, you know, it just got better. And mm -hmm. so I want to see them work together. I want to I really be – I want to be competitive week three. 
I yeah. want us to be 2-0, and oh, and I want us to go out there and fight like dogs with Kansas City. Man. I, mean, I, I want it, I want it to come down to the last uh, series of the game. I don't care if we walk out two and one, but I want to I want a war. There's but here's the thing. Last year, last year with freaking Dante Pettis starting 10 games or whatever he started, like I was like entirely confident that no matter who was on the field, we could be in a shootout with them. Suffer when, when Dallas showed up. That was that was bad. Right. But we put 30 on him. They, they put, put 50, 50 on us. <laughs> <laughs> put 50 on us. But we put 30. That's not the point. <laughs> I, I, I don't think anybody's putting Harry. 50 on this defense. This defense is not going to give up 50. I'm no. going to say no. this defense, if we give up 30, that's a lot. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I, I think this defense, I, here's, I got a prediction. I got a prediction. This defense goes the year. And doesn't let, I'm going to say no one past 35, but maybe no more than two teams get past 30. Nobody gets past 35, and no more than two teams get even to over 30. I would, I would 15 games under 30 points. I would say that the Chiefs could, but without Tyreek Hill, with uh, Kadarius Tony looking like he'll miss time. Like, even it'll be even hard for them because, like, Justin Ross is cool, but I don't think Justin Ross is going to cook Jalen Johnson like that. I don't think they have, like, a receiver to really threaten our DBs that early in the league. I think Patrick Mahomes threatens our DBs, personally. I think he could he could cook anybody any day. But I think we can cover their guys. I think we can make it really tough for them. I think we can force them to throw underneath, throw checkdowns. Like, that's what people did to Patrick Mahomes last year, and he struggled early. Now, I mean, for him, for, for Mahomes, struggling for yeah, Mahomes, yeah. like, right. elite hey, if we hold Kansas City to 30 to 35 points, we did our job. Yeah. We I think did our job. Our offense got to score. Them. But, I'm, well, no, I would say this, because they put 35 up on the Eagles' defense in the Super Bowl. So they could probably put 40 up on us, at least. I no one gets good. past 35 on us. I'm saying if there's anybody that can do it. <laughs> if anybody I, I, can I'm do saying, it, I'm saying have we have the Eagles' best defender on our team. We do. And he's not our best defender. He's the best defender on the Eagles, but he was up there. He was, he was up, up there. there. He was up there. Let's say he's the best at the front. He's, well, he's not going to really be the guy that determines whether Patrick Mahomes goes off or not, though. Outside linebacker. That's not really going to be his job. Like he'll cover Travis Kelsey a little bit, and then he'll pass him off to the safety. I, I don't really know what else T.J. Edwards can do, but just, like, just having that attitude, getting in the huddle and say, "Look, that's not Superman. Let's go." Yes, it like is. we go. were right there. Yes, it is. That's not. He needed the really, refs' help really to win is. the game. Really, what it is? Refs, is. refs don't help him. Eagles are champs. That's that's probably true. But Jalen uh, Hurts did fumble. At the beginning of the second half. Well, that's that Jalen Hurts' fault, isn't it? <laughs> so that's why saying, his name isn't Justin Fields. <laughs> well, Justin Fields fumbles a lot too, so let's not go there. He recovers <laughs> the vast majority of them. The Bears recover, but he does he does drop the ball sometimes. But 
We'll, we'll see if he cleans that up this year. But like really objectively speaking, like I think the the Chiefs can put up as many points as they want on whoever the heck they want. It just depends on how Mahomes is feeling that day. If he throws six touchdowns, like what can you do? You know, like he is Superman. Our our tagline is we've got like baby Superman on our side too. So mm-hmm. I think Justin Fields can put up just as many touchdowns as Mahomes can. Honestly, I feel like aside from Travis Kelsey, we can cover the Eagles. I think like Kelsey's going to get his. Right. But, like, but yeah, Kelsey yeah. does have those four touchdown games, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you cover Travis Kelsey, but Mahomes sometimes will put the ball, like, between two guys and hit him in the chest anyway, and it just doesn't well, matter. And, and I, I get that. I'm just saying, I think outside of Travis Kelsey, we can stop everybody else on that team. Yeah, yeah, I you think know, so. I think so. Now, too. now the question is: Is Travis Kelsey go for 190 and four touchdowns? You know, even if he's he does, done that, even if he does, Justin Fields could do the same thing. Justin Fields right. have 190 right. on the then, ground. Then it's a shootout by the end of the first half, and then but like, what do you do? If you can hold Kelsey to two touchdowns and 100 yards, you did a good job. <laughs> right, right, like Just, that's solid words. Right. Other than other than the Chiefs, though, I don't think anybody really scares me like that offensively that we're playing. Maybe the Chargers that they're like week eight or nine. Um, maybe the Chargers can put up some points. Uh, I mean, Detroit is tough. They were they had the top offense for several weeks last year. Detroit is tough. <laughs> the only question is when do they self destruct? Right. Right. <laughs> right. They're the they're the Lions, bro. Like they're I, the Lions. I'm not saying that. I'm, they're tough. They're built to win. Lions. We talk about Lions. The Lions are built to win. They just happen to be the Lions. So at one point, they ruined their own success. <laughs> Here's the problem with the Lions right now. They don't have the secondary to run with our guys. They just do. Not Man, they just upgraded the secondary. In their top corner. Who's it? Who's it? Cam Sutton. That's their top corner. That's the guy you can be like, stop DJ Moore. Cam Sutton. Him. I don't. I don't think anybody's stopping DJ Moore. Exactly. Exactly. Troy, we already know they can't stop, the they can't stop Darnell Mooney. Like, I mean, come on, come on, really? The Lions. Like, I'm not scared of Jared Goff. I'm not like I'm on Ross St. Brown. Scares me a little tiny bit. But only in the like, only in like the ten to twenty yard, like short field. Uncle's being he, nice, man. You said what? Uncle's just being nice, man. It's the, you know, he wants to act like there's still some competition in the NFC North where there isn't. Uh, it's, uh, it's ours. It's ours. I mean, I think we win that. That's, that's, that's why that. That's why A Rod, A A Rod got up out of there because he knew what was coming. It's over with. Yeah. It's the Bears' time now. And if yep. you have any interest in winning anything, which a little bit of time you got left, it was best you get up out of the. Yeah. Yeah. By AA Ron. That's right. <laughs> hey, he made a good decision for himself. I'm not mad. He, he made a good decision. He yeah. made a, yeah. Hey, look. He made the exact you wasn't even winning anyway. You made the exact same decision. And you were, and you were about to win even less. See, he wanted to be, he wanted to say that when I played in Green Bay, we had, we had more wins than the Bears. That's all. Mm-hmm. If he keeps playing there, that number's just going to go down right. and down. Right. Hey, that's one way to keep, you know, from losing yeah. by leaving. Yes, right. right. I, I mean, that, man, when I win, I'll stop playing. 2K. You, Bye, <laughs> you got to catch me next time. I'm going to wear the belt for a minute. <laughs> 
right, y'all. Well, I'm uncle. I'm nephew. I'm son. And we're talking bears.